This is Carrie and Michelle, and welcome to Raising Your Consciousness. This is a space to raise our consciousness and reach our full spiritual potential. And that's through spiritual, esoteric, and even magical practices. We're here to bring happiness and meaning back into your life. Let's get started. So today we are going to be talking about how we got started, what we're planning on doing with this podcast, and what our goals here are. We're also going to just kind of introduce ourselves and tell you who we are and why we're doing this. My name is Michelle Thompson, and this is Carrie Fitzgerald, and we are Raising Your Consciousness podcast. Carrie, let's just start with you because you're the awesome chick with a PhD. I think everybody is going to be so interested in how you mix science and astronomy, physics, just the whole nine yards into the whole spiritual realm. And I think everybody would be really interested in hearing what your story is. Like, who are you? So tell everybody. All right. Well, thanks, Michelle. So I'm Carrie. And um, in my normal mundane life, I'm a physicist and a college professor. And right now I primarily teach. Uh, I teach physics and astronomy. My background is in experimental nuclear astrophysics. So we would recreate in the laboratory uh, the nuclear reactions that take place in stars. And it's a, a wonderful field. And I love talking about astronomy just as much as I love talking with Michelle about spirituality. So that's my my professional background. I want to ask you something here because I know everybody's probably dying to know. When I think of nuclear, I always think of nuclear bombs. And can you explain that, how nuclear has anything to do with the stars and planets and all that? Absolutely. So yeah, so when most people hear the word nuclear, they think of like nuclear weapons or nuclear energy, and the processes are the same. It's all nuclear physics. So nuclear weapons, nuclear energy, they all release tremendous amounts of energy, right? Mm -hmm. Stars like our sun also release tremendous amounts of energy, and our sun is generating energy through nuclear fusion. So we've used fusion on Earth for purposes like nuclear weapons. Um, Technically, we use uh, something called nuclear fission for nuclear weapons and fission for nuclear power, but it's the processes, the physics of these are the same. I'm just more interested in the nuclear physics of stars than I am of. Okay, so tell me a little bit about that. The nuclear physics of stars. Like, how are you studying it? Like, what do you teach? Tell me more about that. Well, right now, I primarily teach astronomy and physics. And so it's introductory level. Uh, So for astronomy, it's what you think about when you think of an astronomy 101 class, right? Introductory astronomy where we talk about what you can see in the sky, and then we talk about um, telescopes and the nature of light, and there's some nuclear physics in there, and we talk about the sun and the reactions inside the sun. We spend a lot of time talking about stellar evolution, how stars live, how they die, and then we talk about galaxies and cosmology. So it's a very broad class that I teach. The nuclear physics portion of it is really only a small part because these are undergraduates. I'm usually freshman or sophomore level, so I'm not teaching like advanced nuclear physics to these students. Uh, In physics classes, generally we teach about motion and energy And um, sometimes we'll do electricity and magnetism and optics, all of those very traditional topics 
for mm -hmm. undergraduate uh, physics and undergraduate astronomy. Wow, that's so fascinating. It I, is really fun stuff. So science is like something I absolutely love. And one of the things that is so beautiful about our relationship is the combination of science and spirituality, you know, the mixture of the two and how they work together. So we're going to be really getting into a lot of that as well. And absolutely. I'm going to be leaning on you to kind of like point me in the right direction because I do actually lean on the science aspect of spirituality a lot when I'm teaching and I might need a little clarification to make sure that I'm well, I saw that about you when we first started communicating um, and you know figuring out that you know we're kind of on the same spiritual path that you are very interested in the the physics of spirituality mm -hmm. and I remember you had a lot of really tough questions for me when yeah. we first met and you found out <laughs> that yeah. I do some <laughs> So yeah. definitely on the same page with that. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I happen to be that way. I'm, I'm known as the question girl. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yep. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> everybody knows that any, in any of the classes mm -hmm. that I take. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, just to kind of talk about, just to kind of introduce who I am and what I do and how we kind of come together. So my name is Michelle Thompson and I am a CBT therapist, a cognitive behavioral therapist. I'm also an advanced clinical hypnotherapist, and I'm a transformational life coach and a spiritual alchemist. So kind of like the whole like big, you know, mm -hmm. transformational thing. I pretty much just to kind of sum it up, I'm sort of like a mindset guru. You know, mm -hmm. if you can kind of take spirituality and the, the mind and kind of put it together, where I love to focus on when I'm working on my clients is actually the science behind the mind. That's where I get really fascinated with science and how it works, how the neurotransmitters function and all that good stuff. But I've always, always been super spiritual and I've always been on this path of spirituality. And I've also been extremely gifted in that area. It's just for me, it was kind of scary kind of coming out. And you and I kind of talked about this and yes. we were okay, we got to come out of the closet here. <laughs> yeah. It's time. And it's a little scary. You know, for me, I've always take the easy road, the secular road, the science road, which I love. But the spirituality part was something that I kind of kept very neutral for most people because I didn't want to be attacked. You're, you're, you're a devil worshiper or something like that. Exactly. You know? It was really scary, but you know, I finally decided that I'm coming out of the closet and I'm just going to be my true authentic self. That's the space that you and I met. Yes. So absolutely. Carrie and I both belong to an esoteric mystic school. I guess that's the way to, the way to Yeah, that's a perfect way to say it. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. So we're studying how to elevate ourselves, really get connected with ourselves, connecting yeah. with our guides, communing with angels, learning magic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Yes. It seems like they don't use the word uh, manifesting, but it's primarily what it is, right? Mm -hmm. It's like making things happen in your life by using energetic forces, learning how to use elements to make that happen. Yeah. We're pretty uh, badass little priestess here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, you want to hear something really funny is that I was in a class one day and our little Mel instructor that we always end up with, I'm not going to say his name right now, but mm-hmm. um, till he gives us permission. <laughs> <laughs> Our male instructor that we end up with a lot said something about priesthood. Do you remember being in that class? And I said, what? I and don't remember. No. Yeah. He was talking about it. And I go, wait, what, 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 what stop? He goes, you're already a priest or a priestess for us, you know? And I was like, what? Are you serious? I got so excited. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I love it. And I was so excited about that. I was like, you've got to be kidding. Cause I thought I had to like reach like the highest level before that happened. But apparently we are in that space <laughs> as a priestess, which I know it sounds so weird, doesn't it? I to like me, it though. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> me, it sounds so wicked. But as that, I have found that I, once I heard that, I kind of really embraced it. And I saw that as a responsibility to teach people to elevate their consciousness, to make that connection with God, to be a better person. It was kind of a turning point for me, you know what I mean? So that's how we met Mm -hmm. and we started studying together. Now we live in two different states, so yeah. (laughs) We never actually met in person. I know, I know, I know. We started studying together and everybody else that seemed like that was in the uh, study groups were always joking around a lot. Mm -hmm. So we ended up... um, pulling ourselves apart and started working together because both of us are very serious. Yes. We're very serious students. Yeah. We're very serious. We wanted to get stuff done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We started doing that and somehow other we decided as we started going along over the many years that we've been together, it's been a lot of years. It has been. Yeah. 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 And We decided that we were such a good complement for each other that we should start collaborating. Mm-hmm. And that's how it started. So what I think I would like for you to do, though, is why don't you share some of what your hopes are for what we're going to accomplish here? Well, I'm really hoping that we can make spiritual practices accessible and mm-hmm easy enough to do, and also maybe even a little more mainstream so people don't feel quite as nervous about incorporating them in their lives Mm -hmm. to really help with happiness and finding meaning. You know, that's something else I wanted to talk about is how it affected your life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, we, we've talked a little bit about kind of our backgrounds and where we've come from, like you and I, like religious stuff. And, you know, I came from a, a, Catholic background. I even went to Catholic school. And even when I was little, I wanted to be a nun. Um, I had hoped and prayed that, you know, Jesus would come to me and in the middle of the night and tell me that this is my calling that never happened. And eventually, like I really lost the faith completely, um, Mm -hmm. to the point of being a, a complete atheist, like, and really being for a long time, quite anti-religion. And I think a part of that was, you know, me trying to establish myself as a scientist, right? I'm a scientist and I've got to be rational and logical and I've got no room in my life for fairy tales. And, you know, and it always kind of surprised me when I would meet professors or scientists who actually were religious, who were, you know, Christian or, or something else. And I like rejected it for a long time and it wasn't working for me. I 
struggled with major depressive disorder. I was really kind of just able to do the bare minimum in my life and struggled mightily with, um, for me, depression manifests itself as this anhedonia where you don't look forward to anything, right? Mm -hmm. You're just like, there's no sense of like anything that you want to do. It's more like, I just want to be in bed. Like mm -hmm. I go to work because I have to go to work. Um, it's I, a heaviness. I, it's like a heaviness that comes over you like a fog, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And I don't know, for whatever reason, I just decided to try something a little different. I started looking into you know, kind of started out maybe with, you know, meditation and more mindful practices, which led me ultimately to this esoteric path that we're on. Mm -hmm. And even though like, I still sometimes wonder like, well, maybe it's all in my mind. And you know, this is just a placebo effect, some level that doesn't matter. Uh, the results I've gotten from this path have been just life changing. Um, yeah. I'm transformed from doing these practices and opening myself up to a universe that's bigger than I imagined it to be yeah. a universe that contains more in it than I thought it could be right mm -hmm. and yeah. I am like every day I'm grateful for finding this path and I'm oh I'm especially grateful for finding you and like in our really um our you know yeah. friendship and and now the chance to like work together and maybe help other people see what what they can achieve mm -hmm. um just with their mind it's 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 wonderful it is wonderful i don't know if i ever told you this but i had the same issue and um uh, but mine i overcame it a little bit before joining organization I was suffering from depression from as long as I can remember, mm -hmm. like from an early age, like elementary, junior high, oh. high school. It, it was really bad in high school. And then right after high school, you know, in my 20s was really bad. A lot of it became increasingly worse as a young adult because really a lot of my spiritual gifts started kicking in and I was always made fun of so I think partially mm. that was part of the reason for the depression the lack mm. of happiness inside you know and so what happened with me was when I was in my 20s a lot of my spiritual gifts started kicking in and when that happened I was talking about it mm -hmm. and people are like you're weird you're weird <laughs> always made fun of and that's why I was so uncomfortable about coming out of the closet yeah, right right <laughs> you know it's like oh you can channel you can do this you know mm -hmm. you know it's like, yeah well uh, let's let's ease into that <laughs> <laughs> it's something I do privately it's not mm -hmm. something that I you know announce to the world until now <laughs> mm -hmm. but it was for me I personally was suffering for a long time. And then I found a spiritual master, which I've talked about in some mm -hmm. of my, um, some of my other like videos and stuff that I did aside from this thing that we're doing together. I found a Dallas monk and he started introducing me to a lot of spiritual practices and that are similar to what we're studying now, except for it wasn't as structured. Right. It wasn't as intellectual. Right. <laughs> you know, the studies we have to do. Mm -hmm. like, oh. yep. 
I don't understand. There's a lot. It was more mindful, I guess, but it was very, it was esoteric. It was very woo woo, you know, that kind of stuff. And that just jumping into that was a huge lifesaver. Then I, I started to believe in myself. I started to take the courses and became the person that I am, all the studies that I did to, to be where I'm at right now. That depression has gone away. I mean, it's gone, 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 gone. You know, that's why I said, I know what that feels like when you told me that. To me, it's like a person that I know existed, but it's just not there anymore. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like a past life, you know? Yeah, it is. It is. It's hard to believe. It's like you can reflect, you can remember, but you just don't identify with it anymore. Yeah. I don't feel those feelings like I did before. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is because I'm on top of the mountain, not at the bottom getting trampled over. Right. And I think that really establishing the growth within myself and finding my purpose and becoming the person that I was meant to be. I think it has a lot to do with it for me. But for you, what do you think was like the thing that shifted you? Because you were already in your field of study and you were experiencing it. Yeah, I am, you know, I'm still not sure like how it all came together. And all I can say is that it changed me. You know, I'm sure like throughout this podcast, we'll be talking about things that may seem like unbelievable or impossible. Mm -hmm. And if I wasn't in my own, you know, body having experienced what I've experienced, I probably wouldn't think that stuff like this could work either. Yeah. At the heart of it, I mean, I'm an experimentalist and, you know, living my life is collecting data. And thus far, the data that I have for the work that we've been pursuing has been positive. It's been working. It's a great work, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's the great work. And, and it is work. It does involve work, but it's such a worthwhile work. I'm better, not just for myself, but for everyone that I interact with, my students, my husband, my friends, my family. This helps everyone that has to has to come in contact with me. I'm no longer this person that I was. I mean, like I say, I, Michelle, I don't know how to describe it. Um, I don't know how it works. I just know that I've well, I think I think that, you know, knowing what you've gone through since we've because, you know, we've been through this journey at the same level each time mm-hmm. through this whole process. And I know that when you start to discover that magic is real and that you can use it to uplift your life and make it better, all of a sudden you just don't feel so trapped. You know, I mean, manifesting is magic. I use, I love the word magic. Some people are scared of the word magic. I like to use magic as a, as a form of being able to focus on something and make it happen. Basically, Mm -hmm. have the tools and the understanding how to approach it and how to make it happen for the better. So that's why I like to use that word, (laughs) you know, because you're literally like, thinking something into existence. You're learning how to do it in a way that it happens. 
for you. And you actually found your house. And I, I would love to talk about that because I remember us discussing the process, right? And how to go about this and what exactly to do and how to go and do it and every single little thing. We literally spent, I don't know, at least a couple of hours. <laughs> yeah, we were on for a long time. Yeah, like yeah, just getting yeah. into the details. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what was interesting about it that I see as magical is because you live in a community where there's a specific type of housing there. It's high end. It's very nice. It's close to where you teach. And there's not very many of those that come available. Yeah. And specifically the type and size and all the above that you were looking for. We had even gone onto some of those sites where it shows what's available yeah. and there just wasn't much. Aside from that, you had a budget. And yeah, exactly. Like I knew, yeah. You interesting. Can, yeah. My budget is not infinite. <laughs> right. And you had a budget. And when we started going over your budget, it was like everything was listed way higher. Yep. And, yep. and so I said, no, we're going to make this happen. You're going to get that house for the price you want. And this is what's going to happen. And you did it. It worked and it was fast too. It blew my mind. It was like, I feel like we had that, it was like an evening conversation and we were like, we were on, I don't know how long we were on. And then like, it was less than a week yeah. that it all worked out, that the thing came up, we bid on it and then we Bam. got it. It was crazy. It was absolutely, like I say, it's hard to explain or understand, but it, it yeah. worked. Well, the same thing happened with my house. And I think I told you the story, but it's, I'll tell it, I'll tell it again for everybody else. Mm -hmm. I was living in a, a townhouse and my lease was coming up and Shane and I were ready to get a house. And we were, we were like on a timeline, like mm -hmm. it was like, got to do this. Cause you know, the timing has to be perfect for everything. So I was in contact with my realtor and Literally, it was it was getting so close to crunch time that I was having him, while I was working, go out and look at the properties and send me videos. <laughs> you know, I was like, just mm -hmm. go in there and film it. Why here? And I'll tell you if I like it. And so every time he would show me a property, I would say everything's perfect, but it doesn't have a jacuzzi bathtub. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, what? everything's perfect, but the kitchen's not open to the living room. I like to cook. So I want to, you know, while we're watching a movie, I want to be able to go into the kitchen without, you know, having to go, what happened? And, and so he's just like, okay, everything's perfect, but there's no bonus rooms. I need to have a craft room. I want a workout room. I want to have mm -hmm. an extra bedroom. I need an office. I need a master. Shane needs an office. And he was, he was just like, <laughs> perfect but I need a laundry room just having like fold out or something like that I need a place to fold my laundry and do all that you know like mm -hmm. okay everything's perfect but mm -hmm. carpet. I have dogs I don't want carpet not not downstairs <laughs> <laughs> and so anyway he was just like Michelle you can't have everything and I said yes I can and it will come up I came really close I found the perfect house absolutely perfect house but the neighborhood was shitty. It was the nicest house in the neighborhood. 
and the next door neighbors had this truck that had all flat tires and a bunch of trash piled in the truck. Now, mm-hmm. what was worse about it was when you, it had a game room upstairs and and the game room had all these windows that went across. It was beautiful. And you look out the window and it was an eyesore. His backyard looked like Sanford and Son. It was piled full Ugh. of trash, like a junkyard. Ugh. And I was like, is he running a junkyard, a business junkyard in his home or something? I mean, how does the HOA even have? I was just like, no. Mm-hmm. No trees. It was all cementy and stuff. And mm-hmm. I said, no. Needs to be a nice neighborhood. I'm adding criteria now. <laughs> has to be a nice neighborhood. It has to have trees. I want, you know, no trees cost your electric bill to go up. I want trees. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Well, we found it. It's absolutely perfect. I absolutely love it. it got, I had everything that I wanted. And as soon as uh, we walked in and saw the, the bathroom, Shane was like, oh, there's your bathroom. <laughs> you got your tub. The kitchen's open, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, it was, uh, it was really good. I was so excited about everything. So I have everything that I wanted. And I did this through these tools that we're learning, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people like when they're working on learning how to manifest, they seem to think it'll eventually happen. They forget about it. Or they kind of tend to, I'm working on manifesting this and it's been a year. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have, I mean, we, we're talking days mm-hmm. and weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've had things happen in hours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, literally. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I remember like calling Ema one day and said, the weirdest thing happened. It happened literally like in, like, as soon as I finished this ritual, I got a phone call. Then I got another phone call. Then I got another phone call. And, and she's like, very good. <laughs> I was like, ah, mm-hmm. so exciting. What else have you used some of the tools besides the manifest? What else have you done? Um, have you done it for creativity? Have you done it for peace of mind? Have you done it for healing? What What else have you utilized? Yeah, yeah, I've for all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and um, you know, I, I've done it for some personal stuff for like things that I've wanted to happen, some financial stuff that's worked out creativity. Yeah. Um, you know, we've talked about how we both like want to write and we both enjoy writing and mm-hmm. how hard that process is. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember I was going through a time where I was just doing a lot of fiction writing and I was writing short stories and I did one of these practices for, um, specifically I wanted to win a short story contest. And I made it. Don't tell me you won. (laughs) It wasn't, it wasn't a prize, but I got, um, I was, I forget what they called it, but I was like one of the runners up for this. So you're a winner. So you're a winner. That's still a winner. Yeah. So it was like, oh, and it, and again, it was fast. It was like a thing. It's like, okay, I'm doing it this week and like submitted the thing. And then just like, oh, okay. Wow. Um, Going back to your depression, the reason why I was asking for the healing and you know the mind and all this stuff, have you ever, have you done anything for that? Don't you think that some of this contributes to that, that you are working on those things and it works? It, yeah, it works. Yeah. There's another um, one that worked out, not for me. So I had gotten permission from a friend to, mm-hmm. to work one of these uh, for her mm-hmm. and she was looking for a job. 
-hmm. And she told me like what kind of job she wanted. Um, So she's coming out of school and she's like, it's gotta be, it's gotta be full-time. It's gotta be salaried. It's got, you know, she had these like different criteria that she, how she wanted it, her job to be. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll give it a shot, you know? And she got the thing. And, you know, a lot of these magical um, practices, the one that we're talking about, you do, you do put a date on it. Like, yeah. 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 And it's always astounding to me when the thing happens mm-hmm. within the time frame. She got the job within the, the time frame that I had set for this magical working. And mm-hmm. it was incredible, you know, right. and again, all this stuff like, oh, you could think it's just it's just luck or it's coincidence. Have you tried actually doing something that I I did? I was talking to Ema about it. Ema's our teacher, by the way. And I was talking to her about this. She said, start saying now or immediately. And I said, well, what about the time frame? And she goes, well, just say that it has to be completed by that time, but just say immediately. And I was like, girl, that was the day. That was the time that it happened. Like, (laughs) like now it's like boom and I was like what holy I was like jumping up and down Mm -hmm. like crazy going oh my god oh my god oh my god I was just I guess I still get excited I get yeah well it's worth getting excited about for sure so what we're going to be doing here is we're going to be helping you guys learn some of this stuff how to elevate your consciousness how to get yourself into a space where you're not dealing with the blocks and the mental blocks and the emotional blocks and the spiritual blocks. I have people, clients tell me they have spiritual blocks and teaching you some things, basic things that can help you with overcoming that. And maybe some really cool knowledge that might help you with understanding how the universe works. Like I love having that conversation. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I want to add to like, even beyond like the, so the manifesting that's been possible for, I think both of us has been extraordinary and wonderful, but I also have just been grateful for kind of the extra meaning that these practices add to life. Like, it's like being able to see, I don't know, like you're seeing in another color that you didn't know existed. Right. And at least for me, I know you've been spiritual and you've no, been but in tune with these ideas longer than I have. But this is like on steroids for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm serious. Before I didn't have control. This ah. is like control. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I And I didn't understand how powerful your words were mm-hmm. you know, and the choices of how you choose to speak things. So in an everyday life, I'm cautious. If anybody says anything like that is against what it is that I'm trying to do in my life, like, oh, well, that's not going to happen or good luck with that. I'm like, immediately I'm on top of it. I mean, right. I always am very, um, oh no, it's happening. You know? uh-huh. <laughs> Regardless of what it is, I'll make this happen. Oh, it's going to happen. It's there's, there's no reason why it can't happen. I think what most people don't understand is they go through their life every single day. And this is what's been the whole aha thing for you and I is that we go through our life and it's like rinse and repeat. You, you go to work, you do your job, you come home, you watch a little Netflix, you have a little sex, you read a book, you listen to a podcast, you go to bed, you clean your house, you do some cooking. I mean, that's your life. You go visit a friend, maybe have some alcohol or a glass of wine or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. You might even go jogging, but 
your life is so like mundane and, and you, you're subjected to the energies around you that other people are producing. And that's what causes all the problems is because you're sort of like the leaf floating on the river. You just get taken wherever those energies take you. What if you could be very conscious about what those energies are? Notice every time there's a shift, be able to shift that and be in total control of how your life is impacted by the things that are around you and how you can move that a little, like you can just blow that leaf over to the side Mm -hmm. or pick it up and move it to another place, you know, Mm -hmm. all of those things can happen. But as long as we are sort of like in a sleepy state, we're just sort of like robots going through our life. We we're not in control. What this has taught me is to be in control every minute, every day of my life mm-hmm. through my thoughts, through my actions, through my deliberate choices that I'm moving into. What are your thoughts about that? <laughs> no, I, I agree completely. Um, and in the end, like the more people who are able to, you know, kind of like we say, elevate your consciousness the better the world will be, right? Mm -hmm. The happier people will be and the more meaningful people's lives will be and just sort of moving us forward as a species to being the best that we can possibly be. It's transformed how I see the world and I don't even have the word. Uh, No, I know. It's been crazy. So you want to hear something interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, A couple of things. So Years ago, I ended up finding out, you know, like through the movie, The Secret, you've seen that. Mm -hmm. So they talk about all these different people who had these, The Secret, Mm -hmm. and they were part of some kind of society of some sort. And this information was passed down only to certain people. And those people were very famous. And, and they named off some of those people. Well, that got me really interested. And how do you get this information? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And because I was so interested, that energy I was putting out, I ended up meeting somebody who told me he was part of an organization that taught this and it was passed down. And so he gave me a little, a little uh, plug or a little small little stone of something that literally fed me into moving in a certain direction. Okay. So as the years passed, I started really, really, really seeking it. And the information is becoming more and more available. Mm -hmm. If you can have this information, even if it's just a small part of it, it can change your life. But here's here's the part that's really interesting. So I was watching a TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right, don't laugh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was watching a TikTok and this girl was talking about these, um, you heard about all the CIA uh, documents that got released mm-hmm. to the public. Okay. Well, she was talking about some of those documents had to do with some of this information. No shit. So she said she showed where you could find it on the internet. So I went to the website and I found it and I started reading it and I was mind blown. Literally everything from meditating, from being able to control the energies around you on how to heal your body, everything you can imagine. It was all in there. 
And it's all has to do with mental focus and applying certain techniques. Can you believe that? That is insane. I know. I know. I know. I know. So you know what? They released the papers. I'm saying, hey, let's just start sharing this information. You know, let's start like helping people. We're going to be talking about astral projection. We're going to be talking about lucid dreaming, astrology, symbols and sigils. Oh my God, I love sigils. That's like sigils or however you say it. And astral projection, astrology, tarot, auras, magical tools, working with the elements, geomancy, clairvoyance, hypnosis, remote viewing, dream interpretation, deviation, seeing the future, psychokinesis, uh, reincarnation, telepathy, visualization of manifesting, scrying, dowsing, ruins, mystics, and history, mediumship, palmistry, tea leaves, gods and goddesses, Egyptian, pagan, so forth, Christian occultism, um, paganism and Wiccan. I came up with another list as well. And I mean, there's just so much we're, we're just like more. Ton, yeah. 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 You know what I have personally found that's really interesting is, is that all religions, all religions, major religions, like Christianity, Judaism, Catholicism, Muslim, they all have a higher order that is sort of like classified as you have to earn it to get there. A lot of them for many years, it was only men. Mm -hmm. And like with Christianity, it's a Rosicrucianary. And with Judaism is Kabbalah. I mean, there's a like all of them, Buddhism, there's there's the Taoism, there's like this higher part that teaches the magical practices so all of them believe it but they they've never taught the the mundane people we're here to help you create a purpose in your life find happiness so we're going to be kind of guiding you from that angle Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what else do you have to add sweetie Oh man, no, that I, I think you've covered it. I, I and I also want, you know, people to to know that we're we're still as I crazy as you might think we sound, we're still gonna be looking at all of this um an open-minded scientific lens as well. And so we won't we're not gonna reject our own personal data just because it's surprising and outstanding and has helped us so much we aren't going to be so open-minded you know that we we lose our minds either (laughs) yeah well i don't know about that (laughs) so um we're yeah the two of us we i mean we found each other too because we're both teachers Mm -hmm. and I feel like teaching is something that we both really want to do. And we, you know, when you find something that you're passionate about and that's worked for you and has helped you, you just want to share it. And I feel that's where kind of we're both at. We want to share this knowledge with absolutely with everyone. So what do you, what do you want our first, um, our first actual podcast to be about? Oh man, I don't know. You know what I was thinking? I was thinking that, you know, something that's really close to both of us that we're both really good at is lucid dreaming. Yeah, I was going to say lucid dreaming too. Yeah, 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 yeah. because that's something we know how to do. And we both had like kind of great experiences with it. So yeah, yeah. And we actually use the same technique, ironically. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Separately, we, yeah, yep. Yeah, even though we're learning it a little bit different. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a little different. I was like, what? I'm 
do it <laughs> yeah. yeah so join us in our next segment where we're going to be talking about lucid dreaming and astral projection and if you want to learn how to do that definitely follow this podcast and share it we are so excited to bring this information to you so we look forward to it Hi, this is Michelle, and I want to take this opportunity to thank you for engaging in this podcast and taking this journey with us where we are raising your consciousness. Make sure that you follow us on Instagram and on Facebook so that you can actually engage with us, ask us questions, offer some suggestions or anything that you would be willing to, you know, throw out there for us. We want to engage with our public. We look forward to hearing back from you and starting this journey. See you next time.